I believe that every athlete in the world is creative. Just look around. And so if I really want to connect and to a happy place, I listen to some of the music that was on, we call it pirate radio station. Float like my jumper wet, sting like a bumblebee, I swing like a lumberjack, go back when I'm up at bat. Uh, when you are in the locker room in every team in Mexico, pick that song to motivate and increase the energy. No juice. Hey, this is Casey Dunow. And this is Peter Dunow. Welcome to the Athletes Playlist, where we ask your favorite athletes about their favorite music. Our guest today is Sounders favorite, Michael Sporning. Michael began his goalkeeping career at the Austria Vienna Academy and later found success at Zondi FC in Greece's Super League One. He then signed for our Seattle Sounders, where he helped the team reach their first ever Western Conference final. Since retiring as a player, he has quickly climbed the coaching ranks and is now the goalkeeper coach for Bundesliga side Union Berlin. Michael's globetrotting career is as impressive and expansive as any we've had on the show. We couldn't be happier to have him. Michael, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. How are you doing? We're good. We're, We're doing good. well over here, um, as well as as well as we can, all things considered. Um, first off, we just want to check in and see how you and your family are doing with COVID nineteen, and uh, are you guys all safe and well? I hope. Uh, we are safe and everything uh, well. Also, my grandparents in Austria are are safe, okay. staying at home, of course. And uh, yeah, uh, crazy situation for all of us all over the world. Of course, I hope you're doing fine in in Seattle and America as good as it could be and uh yeah um, stay healthy uh stay at home yeah yeah absolutely and hopefully we we are we're going over it pretty soon yes as soon as possible absolutely well, i'm really glad to hear that as a reminder to listeners we like to highlight a few songs that have been meaningful to our guests at various times in their lives we're going to kick off today's episode with rock me amadeus by austrian pop star falco rock me amadeus is to this day the only German language song to top the Billboard Hot 100 charts in the US. So it's a perfect song to start this episode with. Here it is. That was Rock Me Amadeus by Austrian pop star Falco. In addition to this track, you picked an eclectic mix of songs from your childhood, including I'm Gonna Be by Scottish group The Proclaimers, Narcotic by the German alt band Liquido, and Come As You Are by our own Seattle grunge legends Nirvana. So my question is, growing up in Austria, did you listen to more American music, European music, or is it sort of an even split? It's an even split, uh, and it's funny because uh, when when I was in America, of course, we were coming to the, the songs after that in America. I felt a lot about music with my passion, 
and uh, it's a it's a well known story that uh, that there is one picture in my mind what uh, what I will never forget in my life when I was uh, to, together with Chris Henderson on the on the bridge I, uh, to Mercia Island and it was a sunny day and we were driving over the grid, uh, bridge and and there. There was a uh, bumped up kick. Uh, I heard it the first time in my life, and 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 uh, I said, "Whoa, what what a feeling at the moment!" And uh, I don't want to say that was the reason that I signed in Seattle, but this was feeling so good at the moment, and uh, then I knew I, this, that's the place I want to be. So, were you, I guess, on the on the kick of how much American music comes over? to Europe were you aware of pumped up kicks before you heard it on the bridge or was where you just heard nope. this amazing song and you're like this is it um, it was the connection uh, it was the situation of the moment I have never heard this uh, song before and uh, all fitted together and it's uh, and that's the special thing about music that music can bring up emotions or strengthen emotions and uh, all the songs at the list are really meaningful to me uh, of uh, because of different uh, things. They remind me on the time, they remind me on a special situation, they make me feel sometimes happy, sometimes uh, well, thankful. And uh, also, uh, Macklemore's song, for example, was always in the in the warm up when we came from the warm up to the locker room, and there you full of adrenaline, and and uh, then you come in and you uh, change the clothes, and, and and then the kid man has put on this song on high level, and you're really ready for the game, and so the whole song list is very meaningful for me for different reasons yeah. yeah so when you were a kid growing up in austria you know you talk about macklemore is a professional at the sounders um were you rocking out to rock me amadeus before your youth games or, or tell us about you as a child in austria listening to that that song uh rock me amadeus uh i have to say was more between childhood and and teenager that i really came into the the meaning of Falco and of course as, as an Austrian uh, I had to to use also Falco for the list because as you said he was very successful also in America and he was ahead of his time with the music mm. so they're very controversial songs about the text uh, also what he has but uh, he was from the music he was years ahead of 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 the other artists and so we got the music side and we were curious because you were can you say the name of the i don't want to mispronounce it, the name of the town you were born in graz um my my, my hometown is Voitsberg. Voitsberg yeah. is a small of course you would have said it right I'm pretty sure. Oh, definitely. So, Voitsberg uh, <laughs> is uh, 30 kilometers away from Graz. Graz, you maybe also don't know, it's 200 kilometers uh, south of the capital of, of Austria in Vienna. So, how does a kid so Austria from Austria has 8 million of uh, people living there, and my hometown is Voitsberg with 10,000 people, and the next closest city is Graz with around 300,000 people, just for, for yeah understanding yeah. and how does a yeah no that helps a lot how does a kid from a small town end up at the vienna academy uh actually it was uh, that i 
went all the youth uh, teams in uh, in my hometown, and then I played one year at the senior level, and then I uh, made the transfer to to Austria to Vienna. And this for for me, I was 18 at that age. Uh, was of course a great uh, step and and a huge step away from home and uh, to the big city to. 2.3 million people of Vienna. So, so was for me as a person. I, I grew up, uh, or I developed myself, of course, also playing football, but or playing soccer, but also as a as a human being. I, I learned a lot, of course, in this time. First time away from mama, so <laughs> yeah. cooking and everything. So it was uh, was a tough time to learn. When you made that jump to Vienna. And first of all, we gotta we gotta update some some of the info about you online because we got that totally wrong. So thank you for setting the, the record straight. Because I thought you were in the Vienna <laughs> Academy. Um, <laughs> no. But so when you when you made that jump to Vienna, was it straight to the first team, or how did that work for you? That it w- was straight to the first team. But uh, I was young and played. Uh, I was training with uh, or practicing with the first team, and I played games for the reserve team. So there is you're not totally wrong. So there is the connection to okay. the academy. Okay. okay. So uh, during the week I was playing uh, or training with the first team, and I was young. I was number three there. So of course in the weekends it was good to to have some games, and I, I played in the academy team. So. And. Growing up, could your small town teams were they were you dr- traveling around in youth tournaments? Were you able to compete with some of the bigger cities in the U.S. with youth soccer? If you're from a small town, you tend to have to play for a bigger city if you want to play competitive. So I'd just be curious. Of course, in in, in uh, of course the system in Europe is different. There is no the the college and the drafting system. Uh, but uh, if you uh, at the age of 14, 15, normally you go to, to a bigger team, where is a good uh, youth academy. But my home team was al- al- always uh, a very good team for, for youth academy players and for youth players because it was I was able to, to play at senior level with 16. Uh, I was training with the first team and I was playing uh, the first games in the third league of, of Austria with, uh, with 17, 18. And to be honest, uh, it was good to play at that age in a senior squad because you 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 learn much more and quicker. I think uh, because there is the physical aspect, uh, you have to learn, and the mental uh, aspect, you have to be tougher. So for me myself, it was uh, was good to stay until the age of eighteen at a smaller team, but in the senior level. But of course, uh, nowadays is uh, the, the the kids who are coming to the academy are uh, becoming younger and younger, mm. and uh, it's more likely that you make the way through an academy t- uh, team because the educational uh, system in the uh, in the academy is, is better, of course. So do you think that's a good shift or do you think you're kind of missing something? Because one of the things I was wondering is if you're in a senior side when you're 17, particularly as a goalkeeper where I feel like you need to have some level of vocal leadership, that must have forced you to grow up maturity-wise on the pitch, right? <laughs> Exactly, and um, in the first games, my 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 libero at that time there was also a libero as well, the the last man behind the, the back four. Uh, he was double of age of mine. Oh, wow! So it was almost that uh, that I say, oh, Mister, Mister. <laughs> 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 
Just kidding. I was allowed to say uh, him by, by his normal, regular uh, nickname. But uh, it helped me a lot because these guys with the age of 33, 34, they know how to play soccer. And you can, if you're just open-minded as a young kid and don't believe, hey, I know soccer, uh, you can learn so much uh, from, from all the players. And, and that's the re uh, also on the other side when I grew up and I was older and now at, at the coach here, of course, I, I like to give my uh, experience to the younger players and most of the times and it's a good feeling for me when, when the younger players say, hey, thanks, that's a good advice and uh, makes me happy. And to wrap up your youth years, sort of going into adult, you mentioned uh, Sushpit by Diaz. Apologies again for the bad pronunciation. <laughs> that's a song you remembered, I think, from your first professional season. Uh, for our listeners who haven't heard it yet, that song is very 80s, very Euro, sort yeah. of German, new wave, Amazing hair. Amazing hair. Yeah. So how does that connect with you starting your pro career? This song, of course, I, I like the, the music of the Ärzte. The Ärzte is uh, called The Doctors, uh, the German word for The Doctors. Yeah. And uh, it's this song, I, when I grew up uh, from in my hometown as a, as a young player, I was talented but I was not mentally strong or convinced of myself. Mm. So uh, uh, not this self-confidence that I'd say, hey, I'm good, I'm going out, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great game. No, I was more the guy uh, to come into the game and say, oh, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake. This was in my, in my, my young age. And uh, in this song, it's a bit... Uh, where the, the, the singer is uh, telling about his girlfriend uh, left him and uh, for a better guy, I think, <laughs> <laughs> or more, yeah, he has yeah. more money, he has uh, more, uh, uh, yeah, he, 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 he's an A-type guy, yeah. he's a B-type guy, yeah. uh, let's say it like this. And in this uh, song is a little bit of... Uh, his feeling of revenge, and I will, I will prove the world, and I will prove the girls uh, that, that I'm an A-type guy, and 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 then uh, you want uh, to come back and uh, to myself, but then it's too late, and too spät, it's too late. Uh. So and that, that was a kind of motivation for myself. Don't know it. It was not about the girls, right? Uh, just to be clear, it was not about the clear <laughs> it girls. Could but be, it could be though. That's was, okay uh, if it is. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, it, it was absolutely <laughs> no, and uh, but this was like I uh, was feeling at that moment. Uh, tells a lot about my picture of myself that I say, hey, I'm not the guy I want to be yet, but hey, I will give everything to to grow and to be then the, the su successful guy. And uh, this was the motivation about this song. And when you made that jump to pros and you had this motivation uh were you able to see success pretty early or did you what was it a long road to to kind of get your playing time and find success on the field um it was pretty soon that uh, it was obvious that i'm a talented player uh, and maybe the people around me my coach uh, my parents my my teammates 
were more convinced of myself than I was. And uh, this was in the in the early in the early years, maybe a, a handicap or uh, not good for myself, of course. But uh, the reason I, I don't want to to miss that time because also it forced me, or I was thinking about how can I improve my self confidence. And so I was reading a lot, and I was I was. Uh, Picking up, up a lot of information and uh, it helped me also. And now as a coach, uh, it makes me even better because uh, I know the situation, how it is if you are not that self-confident. And mm. um, But this was in, in the early years and it, it changed when I was 22, 23. I got more self-confidence and uh, yeah. Do you, think, but, um, do you yeah. think it helped you in a way that you were able to stay humble or do you think it's better to be confident you know, right off the bat from a young age? Was that more of a hurdle? Uh, in my opinion, to be uh, self-confident and humble is, is not an either mm. uh, Mutually thing. exclusive, we would say. Not mutually exclusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, w- I would say you can be confident and, and uh, really totally okay with yourself what is one of the most important thing you, you should be in your life that you you are absolutely okay with all your pros and all your uh, yeah negative things uh, because nobody is perfect uh, and but uh, on the other side you, you the real gentlemen are they who are not necessarily have to show that they are self-confident. Right. So Definitely. that's my opinion of this thing. Yeah. How did you say the name of that song? Zu spät. Okay, Zu we're close spät. enough. That's as close as we'll okay. get. We're not good. Zu spät. Zu spät. Okay. D Ots. Okay. That was Zu spät by D Ots. We actually have a German grandmother. May she rest in peace. So um, I'm sure we're disappointing her with the pronunciations, but we're just going to keep keep trucking along. Somewhere out there, she's going, bah. Yeah. That's the sound um. she would make if she was not happy. Um <laughs> So we'll transition to your pl- years playing in Super League Greece. For this time in your life, you picked a song that's about finding peace on an idyllic Greek island. It's by the Austrian group STS, and the song title translates to At Some Point I'll Stay There. Michael, for listeners, can you say the song title? Because this one I don't There's even no think way. I should attempt. So in German language, it would be Irgendwann bleib ich dann dort. But it's not German, it's an Austrian song, so uh, and and uh, the name in Austria is Irgendwann bleibe ich dann dort Lass soll liegen und stehen Von der Hand für immer Amazing 
Ich habe das Lebensgefühl dort inhaliert. Die Gedanken drehen sie um. Was aus wichtig war, ist jetzt ganz dumm. Du sitzt bei einer Olivenbahn und du spürst dich mit einem Stamm. Es ist so anders als daheim. Und irgendwann bleib ich dann dort. Lass alles liegen und stehen. Geh von daheim für immer fort. Darauf gib ich dir mein Wort. Wie viel Jahre auch noch vergehen. Irgendwann bleib ich dann dort. In unserer Hektomatik Okay. So that song tells the story of the beautiful sandy beaches of a Greek island, but of course there's much more to the country than that. When you moved to Greece to play professional soccer, what was your transition like? It was a huge transition, to be honest. Uh, first, to, to my life, I have to say uh, that now, years after my career, and when I'm now finding my home with my family in Berlin, in Germany, uh it makes more and more sense why my career went as it went mm. because uh uh i was never the guy who said i have to go to italy i have to go there i have to go there no i was never there and not even america was on my bucket list to be honest right in uh, years before i went there but when the chance was there to go to greece i said yes i do it and then I was totally open for the culture, the language, and everything because this is the most important thing. If you go to a country, you have to 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 try to speak the language. To I do, sorry, my accent, but you you no, at least you understand me. Uh, and do if you understand the language, you understand the culture. And yeah. it's if you are open-minded and you take many cultures into you yourself into your life and you say hey this is good then you can enrich your life in a beautiful way so in my i'm austrian i'm born in austria but in my in my spirit there is a greek spirit there is an american spirit there is a german spirit and and uh, that i took so many friendships i took so many lessons from the different countries and the reason in 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 greece maybe why i was uh, listening more austrian songs were also to, to 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 be happy to have this great life to to make an experience abroad mm. but also don't i was happy or i'm happy to have my origin and to 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 know where i come from and this this music from this band sts is a is a now they 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 are old they are not playing anymore and uh, they, if you play your the, these songs from the this band to your kids, you don't have to make any education anymore. There is so much uh, truth, so much worth in in these words of the song texts, and uh, it, it, it's really uh, a good music and inspirational music. It's more and, and chilly music, to be honest. But uh, come back to this song about irgendwann bleib ich dann dort. It's that the the singer of the group is a huge fan of Greece, and uh, he is telling in the song, "Oh, if I'm 40, 30 years old, 
I'm leaving all the daily business in Austria, working from nine to five, uh, only stress, 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 to go to an island with a bottle of wine and enjoy just the sand between your, your feet. So and, uh, was your... And the funny... Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Uh, the funny thing is that, of course, the band was going older, growing older and older, and uh, the band existed for uh, 40 years. So it, they had always rewrite the text because oh. <laughs> when he was 40, he said, oh, I'm going there with 50. When he was 50, <laughs> he, he said, no, I'm going there with 60. But the uh, truth is that he also spent several months of his uh, life a year always on Greek island. But this was uh, kind of a, a joke that uh, always they had to push back the number <laughs> in the song. It's hard to give up being a rock star to retire in Greece, probably. Um, did your situation in Greece was a little bit different in that you weren't going to, you know, chill on sandy beaches. So when... Did, did that song match your reality or was it a bit bit rougher than that? Um, to be honest, no. It was it was the feeling I had there. Wow. And, uh, my first session in Xanti, I was five years and it was the the beach beaches were half an hour away. Oh, wow. So on, on a couple of days, uh, a month, you were able to go there and, and have this feeling, exactly this feeling. And um, when I, after the Sounders came back to, to Greece, uh, I was playing at Park and then on the island of Crete for a couple of months. It was from the soccer side, from myself, completely worthless. Mm. But uh, for, my, for the lifestyle, to be honest, if you go to swim at uh, early November and it has 30 degrees, it was... Bombastic, it was fantastic to be honest. Though, but we're coming to that later. And uh, no, it's exactly the feeling I had. Wow, well, I like uh, that's a great sun. And uh, it, it, it for myself, I have to say, it improves your lifestyle if it's warm and and, uh, and sunny, definitely. And I think that also ties back to what you said about going in there with an open mind because, on one hand, a half an hour is very close, but if you had gone to the country and just wanted to stay in your apartment and only go to the field, you might have missed out on all this wonderful culture and beaches. And so that that's awesome that you really made the most uh, of your time there. We are also wondering, in your time with Greece, what was the fan culture like? We've heard that it can be pretty intense. Uh, fan culture is they're very... They're they're very uh, <laughs> how can you say beyond words <laughs> how can you say uh, enthusiastic uh, they are uh, there is one video on, on on YouTube when we played the cup final or the cup semi final uh, with Paug against Olympiakos and uh, how can you say do you know the word Bengalo the no. firework oh okay uh, like a when, flare when, uh, when, uh, uh. Ultras are holding up the fire. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And when the warning, uh, warming up, when or when the game started, we they hold up three thousands of them, three oh thousand of these wow. fireworks in the hand, and so the whole stadium was on fire. There's a, on YouTube the clip, uh, Pauk Stadium on fire. Uh, you have to watch the the, the the video. So and and actually the game we started also one and a half hour late. Because uh, Olympiakos is from the from the harbor part of Athens, 
And uh, so our fans were putting tons of fish on the uh, substitution bench oh of Olympiacos. And they said, no, we don't start the game. So we, they have to put all the, that fish away. And we started one and a half hours late. Oh, my God. So does, does all that fan, do the flares, does it work? Does it intimidate you as a player? Or does it just get you more hyped up? And there's no hype up anymore. So that's that's in, in, in a specific way. It's uh, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, and it's the, of course dangerous. It's of yeah. course dangerous. And it was when at the same game when we came with our uh, team bus to to the stadium, and I was getting out of this uh, team bus, and I saw a policeman with a with a mask and a machine gun. I thought, wow. I, am I at Star Wars? What? That <laughs> Star was really Wars. My, my, my thinking. Yeah. I'm in the movie Star Wars or what? And I'm going into the tunnel and then my, my eyes start also to, to, yeah, to, to have tears in my eyes and my eyes start burning because there, there was also from, from uh, the gas and it was uh, unbelievable. So, and, and also... Later in the cup final, when we played, they were in the Olympic Stadium in Athens. Eighty thousand people are uh, are possible there, but there was uh, thirty uh, thousand on the north side and uh, from our fans, and thirty thousand on the south side for, from the fans of Panathinaikos. And before the game, they, they shot fireworks from one section oh to the other my. section. So it, is, it was crazy. It was crazy. But for them, it's uh, yeah. When 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 another game I was playing and the the opponent fans were in the backs uh, in the stand uh, uh, behind me, and the, I had to make a goal kick, a simple goal kick in a minute seventy, and it was one one. Yeah. So and when when I was wanted to run up, there was flying a bottle right uh, right next to me on the right side. There was a cell phone right next to me on the left side. There was even a dart. Oh my god! Two meters <laughs> in front of me. So uh, I was thinking, and then uh, just for the understanding, then I took the dart arrow. I was going to the referee, and you know what he did? Huh. He showed me the yellow card for time wasting. Oh so, my god! <laughs> <was the response. laughs> You're not in Austria anymore at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, you, these are of course. I don't get the wrong picture. This this is about the soccer side, but uh, as fr I've never seen also people who are so friendly uh, on the private side. So the neighbors invite you to your uh, their family, and you're sitting after uh, after two weeks. I was there. I was sitting with the neighbor around among their family, and 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 we had fish together. So this is the other side. Don't get me wrong. It's it's uh, yeah. yeah, one is soccer. One is the private side. Yeah, and overall, like you said, it sounds like your time there is something you really treasure. As far as uh, songs, you also mentioned the Greek rap song Kokini Karta by Going Through. Mm -hmm. um, we looked up the lyrics, and we think they translate to Once Again, I Will Give You a Red Card, so a nice soccer tie-in. And it also mentions a bunch of famous American rappers. Can you tell us what's going on with that song? Uh, with Kokini Kata? Yeah, yeah, like why why did you pick it and maybe flesh flesh out the meaning of the, the song Kokini a little? Kata was uh, this uh, group going through was very uh, in at that time in Greece, so they were number one, number two, and number three in the in the 
in the charts and uh, it was for, for myself it's cool rap and it's Greek rap and of course uh, I understood the language also and uh, I just liked the music at the time and uh, yeah is it a soccer so thing when they say I will give you a red card? Is that a soccer reference or is it something uh, different? They are they're fans of Olympiakos, yeah. Okay. But every every Greek person is fan of any <laughs> of one of the football clubs. But uh, yeah, they are they're highly uh, fanatics of uh, Olympiakos. So it's a soccer. <laughs> Ούτε ο έρωτα με τόξο και με βέλη. Δεν είναι ο Ντίτι, ούτε ο Τιάι. Αυτό που τόσα χρόνια ρούχα που μα φοράει. Είμαστε διαφήμιση, κάνατε δυσφήμιση. Κάνετε μονολογό, έκανα συζήτηση. Και εγώ το ομολογώ, είχα λέει αντίληψη. Έκανε τον πρόλογο, κάνω την περίληψη. Δεν είναι ο BIG, ούτε ο Master J. Είναι αυτό που εσύ θέλει πάντα να καίει. Λέει αλήθειε τι ίδιε που είχε. Δεν κόβω μέσα να μα τι χειρότερε συνήθειε. Και εγώ σου τάπα, φέρνει κάρτα. Άλλη μια φορά σου βγάζω κόκκινη κάρτα Τα πάντα κράτα, μαζί σου πάρτα Άλλη μια φορά σου βγάζω κόκκινη κάρτα Και εγώ σου τάπα, φέρθηκες κάρτα Άλλη μια φορά σου βγάζω κόκκινη κάρτα Τα πάντα κράτα, μαζί σου πάρτα Άλλη μια φορά σου βγάζω κόκκινη κάρτα Δεν είναι ο Μέις, δεν είναι ο Φάμπιλους Είναι ο Δέντα και Πάτα, ακόμα πάμπολους MCs Τι να πεις και εσύ να κάνεις Okay, that was κόκκινη κάρτα by going through followed by some ads we're getting into your time with the Sounders now, and to start things off, we've got the American tune that you talked about a little bit before, which I'm sure our listeners will recognize, and that's Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Um, you already mentioned the story of how that song really helped you sign with Seattle. So I guess just to backtrack a little bit, how did you first get in touch with the Sounders and walk us through that signing process a little bit? Uh, first uh, touch, I was uh, I was having a phone call uh, from Siggy. Rest in peace, Siggy. Yeah. He was a very, very good guy, and uh, he, he has also uh, origin in, in Germany. And uh, he called me. He was he has good connections to to German agents and to German uh, soccer people. And so they were. They, they, he was asking about who is a goalkeeper he can uh, sign. And uh, then I don't know who uh, said to him, "Yeah, this guy here, this Austrian guy in Greece." Is a very good keeper, and uh, maybe he's uh, willing to sign with Seattle. And uh, then he was uh, getting in touch uh, with me uh, by phone. At this point, it was in summer before the I went to Seattle in January, so six or seven months early. 
And uh, the thing was that I still had a contract with, with uh, Xanti and, and uh, they, until December. But uh, so I would be free for January, but they wanted to sign, uh, sell me in uh, July. And I got the offer from Panathinaikos and I got the, 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 the telephone call from Sigi. Oh, wow. So I had a, a fixed contract from uh, Panathinaikos and uh, just a phone call on the other side. But uh, to be honest, uh, it was so to me that the, 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 the talk to Sigi was, was, was great. Also then the, the talk to Domi Tutra. Yeah. He's still a friend of mine. He's very very good guy and very very good coach and um, then uh, i said no i, I don't want to to make uh, the the signing with panathinaikos so i want to, to try this new thing so when you made it to the mls like how did that we talked a bit about the greek league how did it differ in terms of players quality i can definitely say the fans would be a bit different uh, what was that like um, of course, there are many things different uh, from the structure in the U.S. to Greece. Uh, so it, it starts to increase when you when you ask for something, and uh, on the next, and 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 uh, the guy who helps you out says, "Then yeah, yeah, I will do it. I will do it tomorrow." Uh, then he will do it anytime, but of course not tomorrow. And <laughs> Very different than Austrian, Austrian America, culture. Everything structured. Yeah. And uh, also when you are allowed to train, when you, uh, how much money you get for food on the road trip and, and everything. So this was a completely different, but for myself as a person who, who is all uh, curious about new things, it was not a problem. And uh, uh, on the other side, n not a problem. It was more or less that that I'm very willing to learn and uh, to open my hori horizon. On, and uh, this was the good thing about it. And also from the soccer side, of course, uh, US was way more athletic than in, in yeah. uh, Greece. And uh, also the mix of the the teams where you have to to see how you bring these bunch of guys together to, to one team. Uh, and yeah, it was a great experience. You mentioned the athleticism in the U.S. And I was actually curious about that. I'm wondering if the league was a little more physical because sometimes it has that reputation. We're all still in Seattle, by the way. We're still very mad at Stephen Lennart. We're never not going to be mad at Stephen <laughs> Lennart uh, for kicking you in the hand. So, <laughs> I know for you it's probably just part of the game, but for us, no. My hand is good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, was the league more rough uh, or was I, it just I, faster? I needed a, a two free time. <laughs> Him probably, Gordon got you too, probably. You know, that whole team was physical. Um, yeah, physical. I don't mean uh, rough or, okay. or a type like this. I mean more the the, the, the training part. The, mm. in, in Greece, um, five minutes. When I came to Greece, two thousand seven, there was still some players smoking in the team. Wow. The first time when I went in the bus to the away game, 
and I was smelling, and I thought, what is this? And I saw I was striking the last girl with a cigarette, yeah. or or there was also in Santia a small hut where where the players were sitting, drinking coffee and and and, and smoke before before training, and then five minutes before the training was, the coach was whistling, and all. <laughs> are, are putting the cigarette away and go. So not all players, but two, three. And and, and America, of course, and this is one thing I really was taking with me is that uh, between the different sports, uh, there is a huge connection. And, and uh, this is what one thing in, in, in Austria, or not in Austria, in Europe, I'm, I'm a little bit... Um, Missing in, in Europe, the soccer believes okay, we're number one sport. Mm. We know everything better, and this is this is totally different in America. Of course, soccer is in sport number four, let's say. Yeah. And uh, but the the interdisciplinary chain exchange between uh, football, uh, baseball. This how can I learn from different sports? This is was fascinating for myself, and I still have this also in my coaching. So I'm I, I'm very good with a uh, hockey coach from the Iceberg in Berlin, who also has connections to the NHL, and I'm very um, close to the goalkeeper of the of the German handball team. And we 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 all see, hey, the, he's goalkeeper, I'm goalkeeper. We have some. The sport is completely different. Right. But you have the same thinking, and and this is also very good to to have this exchange. And this I learned in in America, of course, how you can uh, transfer from other sports to to soccer. Many things, and uh, uh, definitely one is the physical aspect of the game, but the the, the, the training. Right. And um, yeah, maybe the the, the 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 thing what the American soccer was. Lacking most was more technical. Yeah, uh, you don't well. say. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we're we're familiar. Um, it's always interesting because in the sometimes sometimes you know how to quote unquote fix U.S. soccer is a it's a very big topic over here. Although, in my opinion, it's not completely broken. It's just not in the culture as much, no, and that's yeah. the biggest no. difference. But sometimes people say, "Well, if only we had our best athletes playing soccer." I was. I go. I, I don't think athleticism is mm. is what mm. what That's we're not really the problem. <laughs> it's in, in what I like in the game in America was that you have the athletic players and also the most of the time uh, from Latin America. The, yeah. The, these technical players. This is a great combination. Yeah. This is a good mix. So in 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 Europe you have more. As, as with the salary cap in Europe, you have more an average in the team. In America, you have a big uh, difference, uh, a big uh, space between the wages right. in the team, within the team, and also of the of the skills. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is n- not better or worse. It, it's just what it is, and uh, that that's the so the reason to say no. The, the MLS is not tech. Uh, technically, is wrong, and the the athleticism uh, in the MLS is not right. Is also not true because the it's a the the, the you got what I mean. In, in in the European team, the average of the team is is more 
uh, more or less the same. Yeah. And in uh, in an MLS team, you have a very technical player and you have a very athletic player. So uh, there is a big uh, discrepancy. Really, really quick, because I don't want to take up too much of our time. But speaking of technical players, I, I recently wrote about Mario Martinez. And I think that shot <laughs> is one of the most legendary shots I've seen in Sounders history. Can you tell us about just briefly that? that game against RSL, that 1-0 victory in the playoffs, if you remember that? Oh, this was the first time when I heard the the the, the word of playoff monkey. I was wondering, what, what oh, playoff monkey? monkey? <laughs> what is this? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we what, had what one. Is the monkey? Yeah, or, or also another thing was when Chris Henderson was coming to me and said, hey, you're in the plane, you had the donkey class or... So it was funny to have some new words and, and the play of monkey. It was good that I didn't hear uh, about this uh, before the game. <laughs> so so it was just the first time in the after in the interview after that I heard about uh, Seattle had a play of monkey. Uh, it's good that, that these times are long over, and uh, of course I'm proud that I was part of the team who who won uh, the game against. Uh, Real Salt Lake and it is, Salt Lake was always a tough opponent, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's 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 it was also I think they they had the same opinion about us as we about them. We respected each other and we know hey, this team is really tough to beat, and of course these uh, this makes the 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 wins uh, even sweeter and. Uh, uh, it was a great feeling because it was also so a tight game uh, to go over to to the next round. Unfortunately, it was uh, it was a bit of a rush then because we had to go back to Seattle. It yeah. was it was uh, I can remember after the game in, in in Salt Lake there was heavy snowfall and the next day we came back to Seattle and then the following day we had to go to to LA and unfortunately we we we. We missed the first half in LA at the time, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the thing with the playoff. Uh, yeah. But of course, it was it was it were two uh, great games against Salt Lake, and uh, with the winning outcome for our side. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of our our favorite favorite moments. Um, the other song you picked from this time in your life was. This Land is Your Land, This Land is My Land by Woody Guthrie. And I'm not sure how popular that song is in Europe, but as you know, in the U.S., it's as iconic as it gets. And the message of unity with what's going on in the world now is probably as important as ever. Can you tell us why you chose that song? This is another meaningful song for me because, and it shows how my character is. Uh, that Because... When I came to America, I had also this understanding. Uh, to be honest, I, as I said before, in, when I was a kid, I had never dreamed like many people, hey, I'm coming to America, I want to go to America. To be honest, I didn't have this. But on the other side, when I'm go I was going there, I know, hey, I'm 100% going into it and I want to understand the American culture. I want to pick up as much as possible. And... Uh, it shows also my identity with the countries I I, I was and and I am. So uh, and and I'm so fortunate that my my daughter is born in Greece. My wife is also Austrian. My brother is born in Greece, and my my son is American. He is born uh -huh. in Issaquah. 
So uh, and and also I'm proud of 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 also that my son is American. I'm proud of, and uh, this land uh, is my land. is 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 a beautiful song. has a huge meaning, of course. Uh, old song, but uh, it's a it's a song, and I have this with a lot of songs and, and music where I get uh, get goosebumps because it likes brings me. The mentality or the the meaning of the country to the people brings to my blood, and uh, yeah, I'm in this. I'm very. Uh, how, how, what is the name? I'm very yeah, so, soft-minded. I don't know how, how I say now. It's very. It, it, it goes under my how uh, my 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 skin. Yeah, and uh, this song. Yeah, uh, even if it's a very old song, and uh, it's 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 very meaningful to me, and and I, it's really a song where it shows to myself I show respect to the country. Absolutely, and I'm, I think you I'm framed it be, up perfectly. Uh, I'm proud that I was two years there, and you never know for the future. It's always able that uh, that I also spend some years uh, in, in my life also with my family or whatever in, in, in America yeah, again. Or my son wants to go there. It's it's all possible. And uh, can we yeah. can we take your son to our national team if he? Oh yeah, that's he, true. Unfortunately, he's completely not into soccer. Oh, he's <laughs> that's <not> okay. <laughs> he's, he's an architect. So if the new, if the stadium needs a rebuilding or something, then maybe he's the right guy. Okay, there's lots of I construction downtown Seattle, so maybe we'll get you back here that way. I roamed and rambled and I followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts. All around me a voice was sounding This land was made for you and me When the sun comes shining Then I was strolling And the wheat fields waving And the dust clouds rolling The voice was chanting As the fog was lifting This land was made for you and me This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. That was This Land is Your Land, This Land is My Land by Woody Guthrie. Shifting into present day, we're going to play a song by Red Hot Chili Peppers, who you got to see live in Berlin. Here's Californication.
That was Californication by Red Hot Chili Peppers. So we'll get into the music side a bit, but first we wanted to talk to you about Union Berlin, the club where you're working as a goalkeeper coach. For those who don't know, Union Berlin has a fascinating history. It's one of the very few clubs that used to be based in East Germany and is now in the Bundesliga. Congrats on your recent promotion. Uh, can you fill in listeners on that story? Uh what can I say? Union Berlin is a special cup. Uh, as you know, uh, in the time before the Berlin Wall was broken down by David Hasselhoff, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Germany was divided. And uh, in East Germany, Union Berlin was uh, very much a, 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 cup, a cup where the rebels of the of the people who were going there because the the state was very much controlled of the police and it uh, it was not a free land uh, to be honest to 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 live in and uh, union berlin was always a special cup and uh, there is since then there is a special connection between the fans uh, the supporters and uh, and the cup and also uh, when the time in the in the early 2000s were not so good and uh, also the fans helped to build rebuild the stadium and uh, that's a, fan, a fantastic story uh, and uh, as so the, the cup has a huge meaning to the people here in Berlin and uh, when we promoted last summer it was unbelievable to be honest because it first time to be in the Bundesliga and then the celebration uh we were going by boat we were going by an uh open roof uh bus we were uh going to the um, town hall in berlin and on the way back with the ship to to the east side of berlin to to Köpenick, there were uh people all over the the spree the river spree and we are going on two uh, boats with the team. We're going out there on a two, two hours trip. And every 100 meter, there were one boat more, one boat more, one boat more. In the end, the fans were wait, uh, waiting us in the, in Köpenick. Uh, the, the, was, the whole side was full of people that were... Uh, 50,000 people in the streets there it was it was fantastic and going to from the from the harbor to to the stadium was absolutely uh, yeah, brilliant one of the best days in my life of course and uh, then you saw the, the meaning what it means to the fans and our stadium has now 22,000 uh, stands and there are just 4,000 seats the rest in the stadiums uh, are standing oh, wow. for minutes, and and uh, it's so special. And that people from England come and visit uh, our games because in England you don't have this atmosphere anymore. Uh, so three uh, three parts of of the stadium, or three stands of the stadium, are singing the whole time. So so it's absolutely fan uh, fantastic, and we we will rebuild it again up to thirty six thousand. Oh wow! And just 8,000 seats. The rest is standing. Oh, so they're going to stick with it. I like it. Standing. So this is how to get uh, to, to say how special the, the atmosphere is. It's really going to soccer. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, Berlin as a city is very open-minded also because of the history. I'm very uh, interesting in history too. 
if it's the time uh, before 1900, if it's the time of the World War, if it's the time of the Cold War, and in in Berlin, there's you feel the history. You feel the history, and that's the the, the city change have changed me, of course, also because of the transition from a player to 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 a coach, and uh, so and and. Uh, Californication in this case, or retro chibli peppers, I have uh, picked because I was going was one of my first concerts here in Berlin, and uh, was also a new experience, and and, and uh, also is in my mind if I uh, think about the transition from a player to to a coach. For sure, and so for those like you explained it really well, but for those who don't know. Um, Union Berlin, there's actually an awesome YouTube video about them with TIFO on the YouTube channel. Um, so like you said, they're the Rebel Club. And when it was East Germany, they would play really heated matches against Dynamo Berlin that were more or less owned by the secret police known as the Stasi. So as far as the intersection of soccer and politics, it's just a really fascinating story and definitely you won two new uh fans when we started researching it because we were like that's just such a cool team and such a cool story did you know all that um like going into the coaching or you just kind of learned as you started or uh about union i i knew that it is a special club but of course if you go to a club and if it's everywhere in uh, in the country you you or every club you go you should know about the history is my opinion mm. and uh because then you understand the club and also how of course many people who are working in the club are still uh lived at that time mm -hmm. and uh, they have this mentality this uh this oh we have to watch what we are doing because the stasi is looking uh, of course, they know there is no Stasi anymore. But they, as you grow up, you, as a as a human being, you, 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 you have a character, and then the character is changing uh, slightly. But but of course, all what happens to you is uh, stays in your life and in your in your mind. And uh, uh, many things. It, it was maybe. Or of course not easy for the club or more many people's maybe in the club to make transition also that new uh, guys from outside are coming in and bring on in another mentality right. because Union Berlin the fans they are happy if the club is in first division first uh, second division or first division or uh, in Bundesliga and and uh, two years ago before we promoted. Uh, we were on the first spot, 10, day, uh, ten games uh, until the end, and and they hold up um, a huge typo where it's, oh shit, we're go we're going promoted. <laughs> and of course it was funny on one side, but on the other side there were many people at that time that say, oh, if we go up, I don't know if we like this because then we are in the Bundesliga, maybe we have many losses. Uh, I don't know. We we are union. We are maybe also other people are coming to the games. Right. Not even the the people who are understanding the meaning of the club. So they were really scared. Last year, when when they went this pr procedure one time through, they were the the the, the meaning was different. The, the 
uh, feeling in the camp was different. You got, okay, the fans are now ready, they want to promote and all, we are going uh, all in and uh, of course we we were uh, in the playoffs against Stuttgart, we had the lucky end on our side, but if you watch the, the, the pictures uh, at the final whistle, uh, amazing pictures and you see how much the, the people are happy to, uh, that they, we, we promoted. That's amazing. It sounds like, I mean, things are going well, so well done there. Uh, circling back to the Red Hot Chili Peppers a little bit, which must have been a pretty rad show, would you say there's still some sort of like punk culture or, or just big artist culture in general in Berlin? Uh, to be honest, when I was thinking about the, the present time, I would have would be able to to choose so many songs, mm. new German songs, uh, in in different ways. Uh, and Berlin is a, is a city because it's also so open minded and free spirited. Uh, there is a, a, a perfect place to to make new experiences to to create something new. So it's also the city of startups. And uh, this is the spirit what is in Berlin. And it's not about music, but also about music. And uh, it's not in one direction of the music. It's it's uh, everything is possible here. But for for because for your understanding, I've chosen uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers because also your your listeners yeah. know uh, about the group and uh, it also very uh, impressive for myself and, and uh, very meaningful was this concert uh, but of course there would be a lot of German stuff I could yeah. tell you over and you, you, you're you eager to pronounce it yes <laughs> well speaking of which we got another one uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers Legends for sure uh, another one that we wanted to, we're actually going to play the show out with was here comes the pronunciation. Xavier Naidu's Dizavec? How do I do? Dizavec, Xavier Naidu. Xavier Naidu's peak was, I would say, in the mid-2000s, uh, as a 2000, 2010. And uh, he had one, one song who also picked up the German national team. And uh, when they went through the, the World Cup in their home country, you can imagine how important or how was the atmosphere for them or the pressure or, or the experience the players made. Hey, we, we have our World Cup in, in, in our uh, homeland and, and everybody is expecting that we are becoming world champions. And they have chosen at that point, uh, Gerald Asamoa was the, the, the team DJ. He was right. playing together with me at, at Schalke. Oh, wow. And he has chosen this song as the song for the team, for, for the tournament. And uh, this awake means um, this this way won't be easy. This way will be full of stones, but we have to go through. Uh, kind of that. And uh, Xavier Du is more from the private side also important to me uh, because this was the, also the music my wife and I sell, uh, we, we heard a lot uh, at that time and we at our wedding in 2009 uh, we played a couple of songs 
uh, we played a couple of songs of him at our wedding. Of course, not this way. It's, it's bumpy. Yeah. It's a bumpy road. Yeah. This one, but <laughs> but uh, different songs. So Xavier Nadu is, for that reason, uh, very important to myself. Yeah, his, his music. Awesome. Do you have anything we... else? No, I mean, I think that's a great way to send it off on and, like, captures your where you are now in Germany and... Um, you know, now on my bucket list, I definitely want to see a Union Berlin game. So maybe when all this coronavirus ends, uh, we can make a trip and see our grandma's hometown and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Thank you so much for talking with us and best of luck with Union Berlin. We hope it's safe for you all to play again soon. We're definitely missing soccer in the biggest way right now. And like he said, we got a new team to root for, for sure. We're going to end today's episode with Dizavec by Xavier Naidu. Michael, thanks again. Thanks for having me and uh, all the best. Say hello to all Sounders out there. Hey, eternal blue, forever green. Yes. Yeah. Go Sounders. <laughs> Nicht mit vielen wirst du dir einig sein.